Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy the story. Academy Days, Episode 33, Goals Wait, don't open that door. Lacey grabbed London's shoulder. Ouch! You need to trim those claws, Lacey, London said. Why can't I open my own front door? It is usually what you do when somebody knocks. But we're here alone. You should always check before opening when you're home alone. It could be a strange man who looks for empty driveways and knocks to see if anyone's around before robbing the house. Lacey edged towards the narrow window in the Pella's foyer area. In the middle of the day? London snorted. What does this guy do if somebody answers the door? Lacey bit her lip. Acts like a census man or a meter checker. London nodded. Oh, sure, okay. She rolled her eyes and leaned forward to peer through the peephole. We're good. It's a lady. Lacey shook her head. Check the vehicle. Is it one of those vans with painted over windows? Sometimes they use women to throw people off their guard. London straightened. They who? Lacey, I can't see her car through the peephole, and you're blocking the window. You look for the creeper van while I open the door. Lacey shot out an arm. Wait! She edged the curtain aside. Okay, no van. Just a little two-door thing. London paused, her hand on the doorknob. Anything else we should check for? Lacey frowned. I guess not. Go ahead. All the same, she took a step behind London as her friend opened the door. For the first time, she got a good look at the person on the front step. Well, maybe she had overreacted. The woman wore a maxi dress and a light cardigan. She looked more like a church secretary than a kidnapper or robber. Hi, London said. May I help you? I think so, the woman smiled. I'm researching the daily lives of teachers for an article in the human interest section of a regional magazine. I'm trying to interview teachers from various types of schools, and I understand Mr. Pella teaches at a parochial school. Lacey wrinkled her nose. A Pinocchio school? Like a school for liars? Obviously, this lady had messed up in her research somewhere. London shrugged. Is that the same thing as a Christian school? The lady glanced down at her notebook. Oh, yes, my apologies. This particular school is independent of any church organization, a school operating within the worldview of a particular religion. Oh, yeah, sure. He teaches history and social studies at Eastern Christian Academy. London turned slightly and motioned Lacey forward. We both go there to school, too. The lady nodded. Oh, good, then I'll be able to get a child-of-a-teacher perspective in my story as well, she beamed. I'm so glad there are such places left in our country. Lacey edged back behind London again. Her parents weren't teachers. This lady better not try asking Lacey any questions. There was no way she'd be able to think of anything intelligent to say, and the last thing she needed was to be quoted saying something like, my favorite part of school is Chicken Tender Friday in the cafeteria, and there it would be for eternity. The only time she'd be quoted in the news, and it would be about chicken fingers. No, she would not say anything at all. London nodded. 
Sure. Uh, my dad's not actually huh. Lacey jabbed at London's backbone. Available. London jumped slightly. Uh, maybe you could leave your contact information and he can. Oh, that's all right. The lady clicked her pen. I think the daughter of a teacher would be an interesting angle. Let's start with some background information about your dad and your mom while we're at it. Lacey slowly backed away, let London gab with the journalist all she wanted. Time to scrounge in the kitchen for some lunch and be well out of sight. Nearly an hour later, Lacey had eaten and was mindlessly scrolling through social media when London finally came into the kitchen. I think I just helped write a complete chronicles of Pella history. She grabbed a bag of Cheetos off the table and stuffed a handful into her mouth. That was fun. Can't wait to read the article. When is it going to be published? London paused. Another three Cheetos in midair. Uh, soon? I don't know, actually. Well, you can always follow the magazine online and get notifications, Lacey said. Yeah? London nibbled the tip of one Cheeto. Wish I'd asked her the name of the magazine. Lacey dropped her phone onto the table. What? You don't even know where the article is going to be published? London giggled. Guess not. Oh, well, they'll probably send us a complimentary copy. Lacey bit her lip and glanced towards the front door. You uh, locked that again, right? London opened the refrigerator. I have no idea. What did you find in here to eat anyway? Lacey jumped to her feet, scurried to the door, flipped the lock, and slid the deadbolt. She marched back to the kitchen where London was assembling a sandwich. Do you realize you probably just fell for some kind of scam? That lady probably collected enough information to figure out every password your parents used to secure their credit cards and bank accounts, not to mention she could probably steal their identity and start some kind of shady business for which they will be blamed. Lacey clutched her phone to her chest. We should probably call the police. London slowly lowered a bag of rolls to the kitchen counter. Uh, Lacey? Have you been reading scary books or having bad dreams lately? Lacey gritted her teeth. Why didn't people ever take her seriously when she felt strongly about something? Like everything she thought was slightly off base or naive. Mustard, London muttered and opened the refrigerator again. I've been reading a lot of news articles, actually, non-fiction. At the end of the school year, Miss Tomer encouraged me to add variety to my reading. I tried one of the biographies my dad has in his den, but it was old and crumbly and made me sneeze, so I turned to news articles. Lacey's mind flicked to an article she'd read just that morning about a rash of porch pirates in the area. It's very realistic and enlightening, she said. Maybe so, Lacey, but, well, don't let it overtake your mind. London leaned her palm on her sandwich, smashing the layers together. Maybe set some specific goals when it comes to your reading. Or, speaking in science fiction language, you don't want to get sucked into a vortex of worry and hyper-focus. She blinked. Boy, I'm getting good at speaking your language, right? A vortex? Lacey scrunched a napkin in one hand. 
Yeah, sometimes that was how her mind worked when she got stuck on a particular topic. And what was this thing about goals? Carmen had said something similar a few weeks ago. But set a goal for what? Anyway, let's eat and get to work on finding the perfect hairdo for your family picture. London took a bite of sandwich. Though, to be honest, your braid is totally you and looks fine. Lacey tore her mind away from thoughts of porch pirates and goals and tugged at her braid. You have to understand, this picture is likely to hang on my parents' wall for the next ten years. The last family portrait we have was taken when I was five. My mom didn't know how to tame my frizz, so she slathered my head with gel and combed my hair straight back into a ponytail. I'm full face on, front and center in the photo, and whenever people see the picture, they ask Mom how old I was before I got any hair. Lacey rubbed her face. It was like seven days before my forehead relaxed and my eyebrows returned to their proper position. London laughed. Okay, okay. We'll figure out something amazing. Later that day, Lacey juggled a notebook, a glass of bubble tea, and a copy of Little Women and a bag of snap peas from the front garden. She climbed the narrow flight of steps that led from the second floor of her house up to a rounded landing just outside the attic door. The area was the topmost part of the tower like corner of the house, and only had one window installed between the slanted beams of the pointed roof. Dad had put that window in for her on her eighth birthday, along with a wide seat with shelves beneath. That day, Lacey's parents had pulled aside the curtain at the bottom of the steps, and Lacey had climbed the stairs feeling as if every princess dream of her life had just come true. Now, Lacey settled onto the cushioned seat and put her bubble tea on the windowsill. She came up here way less often than she used to. She wiped a trickle of sweat off her nose. For one thing, it was super hot up here in summer and freezing in winter. Why hadn't that bothered her when she was eight? She pushed a pillow behind her back. Also, had this seat been more comfortable back then? Because the cushions mom had sewed nearly six years ago felt about as substantial as a sheet stuffed with a handful of cotton balls. Never mind. Joe March had written a complete novel in a garret with only a rat for company. Lacey could at least think about life up here for a few minutes. With Flora home for the summer, and Aunt Nina living in the basement, the house felt electrified. Like someone was always going somewhere or coming back from somewhere, and like the dishwasher needed loaded and emptied five times more often than it usually did. And guess whose job that was? Maybe the rest of the family had forgotten about this space at the top of the house. And if she was careful, She could make it her summer retreat when Flora's constant flow of ideas and Aunt Nina's roller coaster life made Lacey's head feel tense and thick with just too much. Lacey flipped her notebook open to a blank page. Okay, Carmen and London say I need goals. Carmen and London seem like well adjusted humans, so maybe I should take their advice. What goals should I have, God? Miss Tomer thinks I need to read a wider variety of stuff. London thinks I need to worry less. Flora thinks I need to go to summer camp and meet more people.
Lacy stared out the window towards a line of trees beyond a field of soybeans. Um. She sipped her bubble tea and rolled a juicy orb around her mouth before popping it with her tongue. Ten minutes later, she'd consumed half the snap peas and had written down one goal. One, find a biography that doesn't make me sneeze. Speaking of reading, those news stories she'd been following lately really were kind of freaky. Maybe she should forward a few to London. Personally, there was no way she'd ever spill her family history to a complete stranger on the front porch, let alone open the door in the first place. Lacey shook her head, but maybe she was being kind of overcautious. The lady had literally looked like a Sunday school teacher in that pink and black chevron dress. Then again, she'd looked like a Sunday school teacher, not a journalist. Lacey! Flora's voice echoed up from somewhere far below. Lacey froze. No, no, her summer retreat would not be found so soon. Slowly, she laid her notebook aside and stood up. On stocking feet, she took the attic stairs at a snail's pace, staying close to the wall. Mom, where's Lacey? I picked something up for her. Look at this. Oh, great. You never knew about Flora's gifts. Yes, she had been the one to introduce Lacey to bubble tea, but but she'd also been the one to buy Lacey a subscription to edible shampoo. Shampoo that had made her normal frizz turn into an electrified tumbleweed. Lacey! The back door slammed. Good. Flora had gone outside to look for her. Lacey eased the curtain aside and tiptoed downstairs. She entered the kitchen just as Flora stomped back inside. There you are! Flora fanned herself with one hand. I'm dashing around in 90-degree weather looking for you. Here. I was at the bookstore looking for a how-to book about psychological analysis of perspective dates and found this. Lacey hugged her arms to her body. Uh, what? Flora held out a book, nudging it against Lacey's abdomen when she didn't reach out for it. A how-to book about novel writing. You're always reading some drivel or other. Maybe you should learn how to write some of your own. Lacey slowly eased one hand forward and took the book. Oh. Flora waved a hand. Take it or leave it. Just a thought. She went to the refrigerator, her wedge sandals clattering against the wood floor. Lacey stared at the creamy orange-colored cover. Write a book? About what? Her lips twitched. What big idea would Flora have next? But, unbidden, a picture of her goals list popped into her mind with one item added. Two, write a novel. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. If you have time, please leave a review below and share the podcast with somebody else who enjoys fiction too. Thanks a ton. Bye.